I've lived in North Dakota, I've lived in Virginia, Alabama, Nebraska, Montana, California, Colorado, Oklahoma. Welcome everyone to pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 147 entitled Alexis Her. You got to know Lex when she hosted the Ladies Takeover podcast episode 100. She has a lot to share as this has been a long time coming. She also happens to be my wife and I'm so glad she's able to finally make this appearance. I'm really grateful to be doing this with her because as we'll hear, just getting up in the morning and staying above water all day can be nearly impossible. So please pull up a chair uh, at the table and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, please do take our relational needs questionnaire. It's really great. Make sure to follow us on all social media and it'll be great if you gave us a five star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans 12.15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Rome. A little hot on the mic there. Alexis, welcome Too to hot. the table. Thank you. So glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and just a little bit of housekeeping. Want to inform, especially you live Facebook folks, uh, we are going to be moving to YouTube in about a month, um, which you will still be able to participate and chat uh, while we have the show. Um, but then our content will live on YouTube uh, forever. Um, or until YouTube goes away. Uh, so um, it's better for us, and uh, I think it'll be better for you. We've had some trouble with Facebook, and uh, it's kind of frustrating at times. So um, be looking for that. We'll keep you in the loop uh, the exact date that that's going to happen. So uh, ups and downs, dumpster fires, peaks, mountains, whatever. Uh, I had – so I have, a, I, have a, I have a bad this week, and – we got a, so Amy. If if it's not nailed down, Amy will sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Well, if it's not okay, yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah. So look out. And <laughs> there's a chair that was in Maggie's room. It's the chair. It's like it's it was her rocking chair. We don't really have a, any sentimental value to the rocking chair. I know a lot of people do have that with their kids, but like this was a chair from Target. You know, it's right. it's not like it's not wasn't like Nana's, right? Wasn't Nana's? It wasn't hand me down. Nobody handmade this wooden rocking chair or whatever. It's just this cloth, you know, covered rocking chair. Um, and she sold it on Facebook Marketplace. Well, we learned a valuable lesson that we need to tell Maggie oh, <laughs> if we're going to do it. No. <laughs> I'm literally trying to get out of the room with the guy that bought it, and Maggie's like, "Don't take my chair, Daddy. Don't take my chair." <laughs> Oh, I know, I know, and like we're getting it in the guy's car. She's standing at the doorway, at the front door. Don't put the chair in the truck, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying inside. Like, <laughs> like I, I felt so bad. So 
you know, I probably she probably doesn't like really really understand it, but she was really she was really frustrated. You walk back inside. She's like, "What did I do, Daddy? I'm so sorry, Daddy." <laughs> I I I felt so bad, and she was she was upset at me, and she was grabbing my arm and like pulling it like you know in an angry way, and and um, oh. I told her I I told her I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I, you know, and I said I want to apologize. I you know I said I was you know really sorry, and I was like, "Mommy and Daddy didn't you know." mean to hurt you and you know we you know so i i apologize better than what i'm doing right now but um well, did you take that moment to uh, explain the letter to her and <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah uh, therapeutic letter yeah, yeah yeah uh no but uh, uh, i'm sure it'll be in there if she remembers she's already it. writing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it was just like looking back at her in the doorway just like her little self like don't take my chair, Daddy. It's like, like something like, out of like an Adam Sandler comedy or something. <laughs> Not for you, because it obviously yeah, wasn't comedic. But. <laughs> and, well, what was going on like with your inner monologue? Like, are you going like, why did I do this when she was awake? Or are you just or even just prep her? Like, you know, yeah. say, hey, we're going to be getting rid of the, your chair in a couple days, you know, and do a countdown because she's gonna a get lot a new better. Big girl chair. Yeah, or like we're going to put her TP tent pony. in there. It'll be super fun. Like, she's going to like forget about the chair. But like, and in did that you moment, point to yeah. the goldfish and go? <laughs> Right, Goldie's got gone. your goldfish. Oh. Well, it's a bet. No, was... It's a bet of fish named Goldie. Okay, so it's not a goldfish. No, it is a bet of fish. It's a bet of fish. Yeah. We would always do the thing. Hey, we're making room for new things, mm -hmm. and there's oh, another yeah. little kid that yep. is so excited to get this. And isn't that exciting? That's gonna somebody's gonna yeah. take new memories with. This. And she responds really well to that. Bit, that would have been a great idea. Yeah, that would have been. But good it didn't happen. But it's one of those things like I wanted to say, you never sit in this thing. You're ne you never use it. You know, little facts, logic, and reason, huh? Little criticism. Right? That'll teach you, girl. That's what I have emotions. To do. Right? That's right. <laughs> but that's just when you realize I made a bad choice. Mm -hmm. I did not handle this well in real time, and my child is suffering, and I'm looking around. No, it's my fault. Yeah. Like, that's, there's just nowhere else to put it. Right. Yeah. Gosh, I hate those moments. There's a Pixar animator somewhere taking notes. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is a great scene. Well, and, like, I'm not even the one that sold it. <laughs> I'm like, your mom's the one who sold it. <laughs> you could have gone that angle. <laughs> she is listening, though. <laughs> she is at the table. Well, that's horrible. Yeah, it's not great. Did you have any food you want to talk about? Because anything like that? Uh, nothing earth shattering this week i don't think no scotch eggs that you can no. top i did make them again and they oh, were they good. were awfully good yeah he, they were good and they got better oh really oh that would have been well i coated them with jalapeno chicharrones that would have been great to... yeah if you'd responded in my text and come over you'd have had one all oh, right but oh, there it is. forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> almost well lex and i actually took the time to watch together some uh, some disc golf which i love the fact that we can mm. We can do that, and um, so I hope I didn't just steal your good. No, that okay. no, I'm taking a different note. <laughs> okay. She's she's a good wife. She's not that good of a wife. The highlight of my week was watching disc golf with my husband. But it was nice for me because um, you you know you guys have been talking about it, and I hadn't really stopped to watch it yet. And so I mentioned it to Lex, and she was like, "Yeah, like this was Monday night." She was like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and do that because." Um, I, I like watching it. She was like, I like watching it a lot too. And, um, which is a very cool thing to, to have your wife be able to sit down and watch disc golf with you and be entertained by it and appreciate it. So, and tell me, Lex, if I may, yeah. obviously you enjoy watching it, but like, do you enjoy the commentators? Like, does that yes. add to it? Oh yeah, for sure. And for those of you who aren't 
for some odd reason, you're not really familiar <laughs> with disc golf production. Uh, there is a YouTube you? channel um, that is called Jomez. Jonathan Gomez started it. And they do day after production. And there are three, sometimes two, but three guys who are the hosts. And they are players, but they are great personalities. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. They are. Especially when they're commenting on their own play. Yes. Oh, that's then, the best. Yeah. yeah. You, get a, you get a whole different perspective mm-hmm. on the game that way. And so it's another layer. Of, so if, even if you don't like disc golf, now you won't love it. But I mean, it still it adds to it because of their banter back and forth. Yeah. Right. And I love the fact. I love how they they are funny, but they're also really informative too. Like they're they're helping yeah. you learn the game if you're. Even even if you know disc golf, they they do give you like little insights and tips and tricks, which which I think is really cool. And it's it's just an exciting game. So I, I really enjoyed watching that. That's a good deal. Yeah. What about you, Jay? How far along did you get? Uh, we just did uh, both front and back nine on round one. Oh, okay. So, oh, there's there's a lot more to have. Yeah, I know. It, uh, it picks up in round two and races through the fourth round. Well, that's my good. Goodness. That's oh, good. My. Though I didn't like the third cor- the third day course. Anyhow. You know, uh, I was going to share a down, which is simply the state of affairs of, I don't know, the world. <laughs> What's uh, going on in the world? And, uh, on that internationally, where there are so many experts. You know, we thought people that were experts on COVID. Oh, man. I didn't know there were so many uh, European affairs experts yeah. out there and know everything about it. Everything. I don't want to hear another expert. I really just don't. Well, it's not even experts, though. It's like just on Twitter. It's like somebody's, you know, oh, my, I live here. And I'm like, do you? Yeah. I don't know that you do. You know, and here's a picture out my window. Is it? <laughs> I don't know that it is. That kind of looks like Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, and so I don't want to get too deep into that. I could talk about how the effects of these last two years has had on kids in schools. <sighs> but rather than talk about the negative things that I just brought up and put into your mind and have you be distracted <laughs> from the rest of the podcast, I would like to just talk about. Two good things. One is we had a podcast meeting on Saturday that was very productive. Necessary. And good. And and I hope that things continue to get better. And we shared some things that people have shared with us. Mm -hmm. But maybe if you're listening to this and you say, oh, I wish I would have known because I would have told you. Mm -hmm. Tell us. Right. We love feedback. At any point. We are big boys. So if we think your feedback is crap, we will certainly take Thank you for giving it to us, but it's not going to offend us or anything. Right. So send it in. And the second is how much fun last week's podcast was mm-hmm. on just joy. Yeah. And how much interaction we got. So we're going to, that was actually one of the things we talked about is we're going to do we're gonna have a little more joy in this podcast. A little bit more balance between rejoicing and mourning. Because I feel like, we, you know, like we discussed, there's been a lot of mourning. There's been a lot of... And there's been a lot to mourn. There has been a lot to mourn. And there will continue to be a lot to mourn. But we need to rejoice mm-hmm. as much as we as much as much we mourn. And we've done a lot of mourning. Right. So I, hope, I hope we can do that in this podcast a lot, too. Uh, I think I, we should. And I do rejoice in the fact that Lex is actually here mm-hmm. because... Um, as we'll get into when we get into the, you know, more meat and potatoes of the, the podcast, it's a struggle. Um, it's a struggle for you to, you, Lex, to sometimes get out of bed in the morning. And so, um, it, you know, it's been a long time coming. It's been a, we said episode 100. We did the ladies podcast back in uh, January of 2021. Correct. So it's been over a year and um, 47 podcasts ago. Yeah. Right. Because that, that's I don't mean to be a little bit of a math bragger, but it's good math. Um, but but I really do celebrate the fact that you're here because I know what it means to 
for you to be here. Um, I also know that you've had a killer day and, um, you know, (laughs) Eric and Amy walked into um, worship rehearsal last night and they were just like, we have not stopped. It has just been constant. And I I, I know that that's been your day too. Mm -hmm. So um, in in the interest of rejoicing, I rejoice with the fact that you're here right now. Thank you. I haven't been this excited in a long time. Wow. I can't remember. Wow. Yeah, because if it's my family, I'm nervous. Yeah. You know, so right. super excited to have her with us. Why do you get nervous when your family's on? Uh, either I'm nervous for them, mm-hmm. in the case of Rachel. Um, with with Joe and Bella, it was different. But with Joe, because the first words out of his mouth were, oh, well, yeah. it was five years ago that Trey died. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> we're just going right we're there. We're just diving in. And he's sharing stuff that he hasn't really even shared with me. Oh, and so, so I was great. like, don't talk. Don't talk. Right. Don't yeah. talk. I didn't know that. <laughs> don't talk. So, oh, you we're going to talk about that later. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm nervous for them and, and for my own performance because it's tough to have somebody that you're so close to on the podcast because it's not a conversation between the two of them. It's not your story. Right. It's their story. Mm-hmm. So you want to be delicate with their emotions and their feelings. But you know so much of their story, you want that to get out. Mm-hmm. So it's just exhausting more than it is nervous. But you know Lex really well. I'm not saying nearly as well as your your own family, but you Correct. know her really well. So, that, But there's no element of... No, that's your problem. That I, yeah, I don't... <laughs> no, I'm not going to step on anything. I'm not. And I'm excited to get to know her even better is the point. Mm-hmm. And, and Right. So that's, yeah. that's why there's no burden for me in that regard. Um, can I share a burden? That I do have, not yep. with Lex. Um, I had another bad inter. I told you last week my bad was uh, bad interaction with you, or was that two weeks ago? Um, I think it was last. No, week. it was last week you shared it. Had yeah. another bad interaction today with somebody that I've oh. I've tried to be there for a long time, mm. and it 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 um, right like right before we came on here, and it was uh, mm. anyways. It's um, it sucks because you. Um, walk with somebody and then it kind of backfires on you sometimes so that's all was it your and i'm just trying to figure out how to come alongside you here like are you angry with them or disappointed in yourself not disappointed myself no no i'm not disappointed myself because i didn't it there was nothing i did it was okay yeah Um, well you said bad interaction so i kind of felt like maybe it was both ways but it's just an unpleasant conversation it's an unpleasant conversation from somebody who's you've you've put yourself out there for and extended yourself for for a, a period of time a period of time yeah. and mm-hmm. then it's kind of like oh. didn't get any credit for that right <laughs> and and i know i know it'll all even out it's just um well and it, it sucks also, in the moment well and it sucks coming in the podcast like we're gonna have this fun podcast and like you're coming in with a downer that's that's a bummer and you mean that on his behalf, not on your behalf. <laughs> yes. You're not saying like, well, thanks, you're Brian. really bumming me out, Brian. <laughs> Gosh. Am I? Well, I'm doing my that job. That was hot. Yeah. What's going on? But yeah. And, and you kind of wonder like, all right, have I not made any headway? <laughs> like, you know, I'm trying to share all these things and it just didn't work out and you get there's, halfway defeated. There's also extenuating circumstances. There so I, ca- I can't. Right. I can't and follow. we get it. Like if it was easy to love everybody, then everybody would love everybody. Right. So. I think I'll tell you who we do love. We do love Lex. That's true. I like her. I love her. I want some more of her. Wow. Um, Let's keep it PG. So, but I I would like to again introduce Lex. She's my wife. She's here, uh, and I want to offer you Lex this this time to get into who you are like who you were i think like we came in here and i was like here's who you are but jay was like i want to know more about who you were mm. 
you know, so, so talk a little bit about just, you know, synopsis and what, what do you, what would you be interested in hearing? Well, what was life like growing up? I mean, cause not everybody knows you. I mean, yeah. we know you a little bit, but I mean, yeah. What was zero to 12 like? You're a general's yeah. daughter. Yeah, a, you know, an officer in the Air Force. So I well, mean, I that- didn't. I didn't grow up as a general's daughter because he actually didn't pin on general until after we got married. So right. Um, but I, I always found the funniest question to be, uh, "Where are you from?" From mm. yeah, and and my answer is always everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because I never, until I was in high school, I was never in one place longer than two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like six different schools. Seven? I Something like that. Yeah. We yeah. Fi- we and not fi- just schools. Right. <laughs> States. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. We figured out by the time she moved, like officially moved to PA, um, she'd, she'd moved 14 times in ni- 19 years. Yeah. 14 yeah. times in 19 right. years. And not all of that was Air Force. Like, I want to, I do want right. to, you know, Some not put all you. of that on my dad. Like, I know my dad's sensitive to that lifestyle, but I wouldn't trade how I grew up for anything because there was so much good that came out of that. Um, so I was born in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, and how many people can say that they lived in two different places in North Dakota? No one, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nor do many people want to. Right. Oh, well, I like some um, North but so I, I've lived in North Dakota, I've lived in Virginia, Alabama, Nebraska, Montana, California, Colorado, Oklahoma. You just say the Midwest. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> like North, South, East, the, West, and the right in the middle. Midwest. But never, um, never out of country. Never out of country. I've been out of the country, but we've, we were never stationed out of country. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was, and he, um, there, there was one day, it was the spring of my eighth grade year. And he's, we had been out as a family doing errands or something and we were getting home and he goes, Lex, I want to take you for a walk. Let's go around, for a walk around the block. Help me just go slow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that like, did you go, oh, great daddy. Or did you go? "Mm." Yeah. It's one of those like, uh, wait, how old were you? Eighth grade. grade. So, so like 12 ish. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 14. Um, and so it's like, okay, you know, I mean. I'm not in trouble. I knew I hadn't done anything wrong, but something's going on. So it turns out he had, um, he voluntold to take an assignment in Greenland. And, oh, and that it, it's a remote assignment. Your family can't go with you. And not even the option of, of oh, no, no, having family. No, you just, no, you are there on your own. Gone. There is no family housing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before the internet. So there's mm-hmm. no email, there's mm-hmm. no cell phones. You know, this is 1994. Yeah, no um, video, no Zoom or anything. Yeah, yeah, nothing. So, you know, we were able to, if we knew somebody who was flying to Greenland, you know, we would send a Tupperware of chocolate chip cookies and wow. some. My mom had this great idea of um, we bought notebooks and we would journal. And anytime we knew somebody who was flying out there, she would Xerox copy all of our pages and mail them wow. or send them with the guy, you know. And, and how um, how did that day go when he told you? I I think it was too big to process in that yeah. moment for all of us. Like you know, there were there at least for me and my brother, there weren't any tears until the day he left. Mm-hmm. And your brother is younger, or older, five years younger, five years younger. Yeah, so that was quite a Oof. year. It was um, we celebrated Christmas in October that year because it's like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, um, you know, we, we growing up with his different business trips, we really learned the value of celebrating for celebration's sake 
instead of according to the, the day. calendar right. exactly yeah so we would have we, we had christmas in october that year we celebrated birthdays whenever he was able to come home i think we saw him uh, maybe three times that year and one of them was we found out he was going to be in new jersey on a layover for a business trip to colorado for like 14 hours and so we were living in alabama and we drove wow straight through to new jersey so that we could spend the night with him. And at the time, you Jersey. could still go into the airports. Like, you, you, yeah. you could yeah, yeah. Yeah, We yeah, were you able to pick in. him up. Yeah. And then we drove, you know, we drove to the hotel. We hung out at the swimming pool in the hotel. Wow. We had dinner. We spent the night. And then, you know, we had breakfast. And then we dropped him back off at the airport. Oh, so he had a layover. But it, yeah. it wasn't all in the airport. He, just, right. he actually, okay, right. I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It was a long layover. Was that like a joyous time? And like, did it stick as a joyous time or like when he had to go where you like bittersweet. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 and you had to drive from jersey to alabama <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we had to drive back yeah. i mean i missed him at all <laughs> well it was nice because we had we had friends in the dc area so you know you we, just turn around stopped. and go right. back yeah <laughs> we, we were that... able to see some friends on there the way. but so we had a lot did, of adventures did you guys up. make it like a, yeah. a little bit longer trip but like did you stay in the dc area and see people for like a night or two or did you guys just you know straight up go back isn't that what she that, just said? Yeah. <laughs> well, she just no. Wait. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, on the on the way back, we had friends in the DC area, I, so we right, stopped and saw that. them for a couple nights. Okay, a couple, okay nights. a couple nights. Yeah, because I don't yeah. think you said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't just hey, stop. That's right, right, right. Right. No, yeah. we did stay for a couple but, of nights. But I think that does get filed under. Yeah, but still. <laughs> sure because it's not like like were you friends with them or was it like your parents friends oh no it was it was people that we had lived in the same oh, okay, neighborhood good. because i didn't want years. to be like and now we have to go visit friends no like no it was exciting yeah, they were it was very exciting yeah but so, still yeah. your heart's still broken again mm -hmm. and, and he's gone again yeah but Sheesh. but overall for the for the lifestyle it made it so that our family of four was like this little tribe and so home was wherever those people were mm -hmm. instead of a particular house. Right. And when it came time to look for schools and colleges, you know, I had friends that their parents were like, you can't go to school out of state. Right. You can't sure. be that far away. I'm married to and I was like, like <laughs> you're like, how do you not go out of state? Right. I was like, <laughs> there is no state. I, I could pick the closest college to my house and my parents could move 3000 miles away yeah. the next year. Like, it doesn't matter where I go, which is exactly what happened. Mm. I went to school three hours away from my high school and my parents moved from California to North Dakota. So it was like, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll be here, here in are. California if you <laughs> <Yeah>. need me, <laughs> which is much more preferable. Except when spring break came and my friends all went to Cabo. I went to North Dakota and had a blizzard. Yeah, that's so different. Yeah. It was not fun. What was your favorite place uh, living growing up? California. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was also my last three years of high school. Yeah. Right. So, Timing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. 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 That would be cool. What's crazy is when I think of Cali Girl, I don't mm, think no. of you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which you might, you must have just been like the rock star out there with brunette and right. from somewhere else, you know. Yeah. No. No, not a rock star. No, I was I was a band geek. Uh, yeah, man. I played in the marching band, and yeah, I, I don't was... think I knew that. Did I know that? I don't know. I did. The Davidsons did. Yeah, well, of Kurt, course, Chris and Amy. Yeah, I mean, we 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 bonded over that alto saxophone. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Well, yeah, I think you know somebody. I think <laughs> you know somebody. <laughs> and so you I guys higher esteem than that. You guys were quite the tribe. Mm-hmm. And then something really terrible happened. 
um, mm-hmm. after, you know, after you and I were married. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, okay. So, well, we went through, so we went through our journey of trying to have Ethan, which is this whole other story mm-hmm. of two years of heartbreak mm-hmm. and, um, you know, infertility, our journey with that. And then we got our miracle boy. The cycle of hope and dis- I call it yeah. the cycle of hope and disappointment. Every month it's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. You yeah. Know. So then we, we finally got Ethan and it was amazing and it was a miracle. And, you know, he was born eight pounds, five ounces and, you know, just, oh, an energy drain. <laughs> <laughs> and just plugged right into woo! you and took out, took all of yours. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, as fantastic as it could be, you know, for a very high energy baby. But can you go back to that? Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked about that with Eric and Maggie mm-hmm. that, you know, he's limped into these podcasts mm-hmm. several nights, you know, whether it be the whole sleeping thing or the time that he gave away her chair, <laughs> even though Amy told him not to. Remember that? I, Don't well, you yeah. Dare and I put fell, it on Facebook I, <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch before you guys got here. So. Right. Well, and, and so it was this whole, hey, you prayed for this. This is mm-hmm. the miracle. This is the yeah. miracle. And yet you're exhausted and yeah. you have nothing left. How, how was that emotionally for you that here's the miracle baby? Which I will definitely start calling him Miracle Baby. <laughs> but now you're like, I can't breathe. I can't. He's not because he didn't sleep. No. Like till three. Two. Two okay. is the like, magic not, not number. Kidding. Yeah. But yeah, seriously. Yeah, it was It was two. So how, how was that in those times? It was exceptionally difficult. And I had undiagnosed PPD, postpartum depression. Mm. But what clinched it was at four months, um, I took him out for a walk. Uh, it started raining, brought him home, put him down for a nap, sat down on the couch, was reading a book. <sighs> Finally, a moment of peace. Brian comes home from doing some errands with this look on his face. And he said, Lex, you have to call your dad. And it was just this, you know, you know, when everything goes silent mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. Your face goes super hot. And you get yeah. that, that yeah. ring at ringing. Yep. You know. Yeah. So I called my dad and, um, you know, I'm not going to do a blow by blow, but um, my mom had passed away. Mm. And it just and it was like, you know, you watch movies and you're like, I wonder how I would react to that. You know, because there are so many different ways you can react to that. I was the one that that screamed and ran out of the house and just clapped onto the walk in front of the house. And um, interestingly, that's how we met our next door neighbor. Um, <laughs> he came over to make sure that Brian wasn't beating me. Um, and yeah, and so Brian, Ethan was four months old. And so my mom is gone. And, and it goes without saying here, but to people like suddenly that's out of the blue. Yes. She had just moved back to Colorado from getting her master's degree in Tennessee. Wow. Um, she thought she had elevation sickness from being in Colorado, a little lightheaded. And she had a doctor's appointment that morning to um, get like her maintenance meds, you know, settled in, get her records transferred over, you know, get some things checked out. And while my dad was in the shower, she took a nap um, and she didn't wake up. It was pulmonary embolism. Um, Just, I mean, if you're going to go. Yeah. And the number of people that probably said that to you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I said it to myself. We have, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, comfort myself. Um, yeah. but 
you know, so it was completely out of the blue, completely out of the blue. And it was just, I, um, and so that postpartum depression, you know, was real depression, you know, not real depression, but you know what I mean? Compounded. Not that postpartum is not yeah, real. Right. right. That, Com- com- it's little, compounded depression. It was compounded. Yes. Well, and, it's trauma um, at this point. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's gone from depression to trauma. Yes. Yes. And so that we, we talk about 2007 being the best worst year of our lives, uh, of our marriage. Um, you know, Ethan was the shining star of that year, but everything else was like, we talk about what's good is bad. What's bad is good. I mean, that's to us like the epitome. Like, I don't know how you could, I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to go from one end of the spectrum to the other, but, um, that was, that was a pretty rough four months. Just, just a blitzkrieg of, of emotion and highest of heights to lowest of lows. Yeah. So, but is the is the worst moment when Brian says you have to call your dad is the worst moment talking to your dad is the worst moment in the front yard pouring down rain I believe yes sprinkling at least I, I remember it being sunny but uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I thought you were the one that told me that it was raining because you're like we're standing there in the rain and the neighbor comes over and well she was it was raining so maybe it cleared up because that's why they came home from the walk. Either way. Either way. <laughs> Are any of those the <laughs> lowest moment in that year or is it in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. is there a point where you go, oh, there's rock bottom? Uh, can I, can I yeah, answer not yours? I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, when we drove out to Missouri uh, for the way, for the, yeah. the, the memorial service and <laughs> to drive out to born your mother. Ethan was a delight. Ethan was screaming. The like the last two hours, like purple face, and, and like I've never been that numb in my life. I've never been that, yeah. and I think that not to put words in your mouth, but that may may have been the lowest point. That was, that was pretty, yeah, I remember. You know, all those hotels have like that portico that you pull under. Yeah, and, and my dad was waiting out front of the hotel to like greet us because he knew we were like incoming. And I remember we just we just pulled in and we were just like. Just, mm-hmm. just dead, like you know, numb yeah. is the best word for Detached. it. And Ethan is just screaming because, mm-hmm. like, there was, there was not. He didn't want to be in the car anymore. We didn't want to be in the car with him anymore. And it was just like we were empty. There was nothing left. But I, I don't know. That was the worst for me. I think there. Uh, um, I think the worst for you know what the worst for me was. I had to call. Mm. my mom's friends mm. to tell them why was that put on you i think i volunteered to do it oh man still and like because my dad was calling some of her friends but i had some of their numbers and i was calling and there was a part of me that as i called there was this little bit of hope that i would tell them and they would be like what? No, she's right here. Mm. Oh. She's right here visiting me. Here, I'll put her on the phone. You know, and so like every conversation, re- it's squashed again. Mm. You, and you had to revisit it. Yeah. Every, well, I mean, yeah. you're revisiting it anyhow. Right. But the hope and then the, yeah. the realization. Man. And to have to deliver that to someone else. Like, you know, we talk about spreading joy and spreading love. And, you know, and here I am like spreading this toxic slime that i don't even want to touch myself and i'm giving it to other people and like that was awful well and man like just coming out of the 
trying to get pregnant with Ethan, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the being hopeful Cycle and then being, disappointment. And being right. disappointed, hopeful, disappointed, you know, like I can't even imagine that. That's, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, and maybe you were thinking like taking some of the burden off of your dad yeah. calling oh, and that's yeah. why you, you probably accept. Yeah. 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 I was feeling very protective of my dad yeah. at that point because he was in Colorado Springs. So I couldn't be there with him. So what could I do to help him from where I was at? So, it, yeah. And that's interesting because I don't think we've ever really talked about that. Maybe we have, but this is a, a good example of it, I think, because your low was the drive and all that, but that wasn't the low for you because you're so numb. Like, you're like, I can't feel anything right now. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Whereas, like, when you're calling people, like, you're feeling that. Like, you, you can mm. feel that versus yeah. us being so numb and... You're just That's a, really a good point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think looking back, it, it's such a great example of you being a caregiver. Because you are, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me, no, no, I'm pretty selfish. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people can identify with that. You know, and you're, what's the biblical term, a grown-ass woman at this point. But, like, I still see the little 14-year-old girl who says, Dad, you're leaving. And now it's, Daddy, I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're taking up the mantle again. Like, Dad, I'll be strong for you while you go to Europe. Daddy, I'll take over for you. But, like, who's taking care of that little girl? I mean, Brian is, mm-hmm. to whatever degree, you know, at that point in time. But it's like, not only are you grieving, but now you're being put into service to make somebody else okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Lex? You know, and, and, and you've got it, and you're, you're just trying to survive motherhood. Mm-hmm. At this point. Yeah. And I'm not, Brian, just, no, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying you didn't take care of her or anything else like that. It's just a situation of it went from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about you? Because, like, you know, you're making sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you guys are just trying to keep your head above water as parents in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also to your point, too, that was also a time in our life where we didn't have any friends. Like we, what, what we have here right now is mm-hmm. like, it would have been almost just as bad if we would have gone through all that with you guys but we had no friends like Mm -hmm. there was there was no nobody around us to join in our emotions right and that was i think and -hmm. and that was that was for a significant portion of of our of our marriage and um and that's a whole different subject but you were basically suffering alone now thankfully the the first phone call that i made was to ron and sally because yeah, they my, were my so close were, to my mom right. and I mm. like I mean Sally obviously immediately burst into tears but then the second thing she did was she came over oh. so that she could watch Ethan you know mm. and take care of him so oh that's huge yeah so mm-hmm. we had Ron and Sally we had Christina who also burst into tears my at sister work. yeah yeah um you know so we we weren't completely alone like we had right. them um you know I mean and so they 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 did care for us so much and and you know helped us and gosh cleaned yeah. our house you know, right. you know and yeah. um, made sure you ate yes yeah so and it was amazing in that time to see to see the the chain of care I cared for my dad right and then Ron and Sally cared for us and then our friends the Peaches cared for Ron and Sally mm-hmm. and made sure that they could get to the memorial service mm-hmm. oh, wow. right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That um, was an, that was an amazing story in itself. That was a God story. Um, Paul Peachy got mm-hmm. this email about it, and you know there was this word. I don't remember the exact thing, but there was this word bolded about how they needed to get them to 
the memorial service. And when he came back and looked at it later after talking to his wife, it wasn't bolded anymore. And he was like, what do you mean bolded? Like the text in the email. Like the actual oh, font. Oh, right, right. The actual okay. font was like bolded, like to get his attention. Like you need to get Ron and Sally to, and, um, and it wasn't later. So it was, it was very much a God thing. So, so he made sure that Ron and Sally could get to the memorial yeah. service to, you know, to, honor and, and she ended up taking care of ethan during the memorial, holding him in the back because he mm. was so fussy so that i could just be in the front you know hugging my brother right and um, so it was it was an incredible um just getting to see different people loving and being loved you know in this this ripple effect so. the term I, I often use in those situations is it was beautifully horrific yes because it was horrific mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was also beautiful but it yeah. was horrific like, again, wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I am moved, I'm moved by all of it. But what you said to me was, said to us, said to everybody, I told Sally and she immediately cried. And I told Christina and she immediately cried. And what you didn't list is what anybody said. Hmm. And I think we talk about that here a lot. Mm-hmm. You, what what meant something to you was mm-hmm. that they cried. Yeah. yeah. Meeting you where you are. Right. Yeah. And they shared your emotion because yeah. it was sad. And that meant something to you. Yeah. It means something to you. Yeah. Not that anybody said, well, you know, hmm. it, you know, all the things people say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when did the fog of that, that being the miracle baby not sleeping? Okay. You said till two. <laughs> yeah. But the postpartum combined with the trauma mm-hmm. of losing your mother, where does that fog lift? End of 2008 maybe 2009 so it was a good two two and a half years hmm. yeah, yeah. and agree. by that you mean not a good two and a half yeah <laughs> no <laughs> right no. so to bring us up to kind of where we are right now mm-hmm. what do you you your wife mom you're juggling yeah. things yeah i looked at i looked at the list and i was like wow i I do have a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> yep. In the air. <laughs> Juggling balls. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. So you have a lot of you have a lot of plates you're spinning. Yes. There are a um, lot of plates spinning. Got your hands in a lot of things. <laughs> yep. You got your plates on a lot of balls. <laughs> um, Great. So the, and 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 like I think you're at a point kind of right now where on in one respect you're 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 doing great. You're killing it in life. You're doing a lot of really great things, but there's like a millstone or five around your mm-hmm. neck. And, um, I, I want to celebrate, uh, you know, I, I, you're doing amazing at work. Like you're, you. you're doing really great things. You're, you're, um, it's been really refreshing to watch you. And so like, bef- so we don't get too into just heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to acknowledge that. And, but at the same time, you're doing it with, like I said, a millstone around your neck. Mm-hmm. And do you want to get into the different aspects of that? Because I think it's yeah. important for not just us and not just you to talk about it, but the people that listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. I think it would be very be- beneficial to hear sure. the struggles that you're going through. Yeah, it's interesting because um, work is is fantastic. I work for CVS Health um, and I work from home. I've been working from home since before uh, covid Actually. Before everybody else thought it was cool, <laughs> yeah, head <laughs> of the head of the curve, um, way back in 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so my my work journey has been pretty storied um, all over the place, and yet it's all come together. Um, 
exactly the way it's supposed to. So, but I'm here in CVS Health now, which is just fantastic. I work with the best team. They're they're also wonderful and supportive, and um, it's it's really great. And it's so strange how compartmentalized things can be. I can be loving work and having so much fun with it, and then at the same time, I deal with migraines and. Um, but yeah. not 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 bad migraines. Oh god, it's just a headache, right? <laughs> right. Just get through it. On behalf just... of everybody who ever like cuz I have volleyball players who be like, "Coach, I have a migraine today." And I was like, "You have a headache." You're like, I, need, <laughs> I need to introduce you to somebody. Because you're here in the gym where there are volleyballs bouncing yeah. all over the place. You have a headache. So when we say migraines, mm-hmm. yeah. we mean the old the real deal. Well, yeah, and describe it. Yeah. yeah. So well, to go back, um, in sixth grade, I missed three straight weeks of school um, because of head pain. And this is when it started. This, Well, it, looking back, I can see that I was getting them earlier, um, just a lot more sporadically. But this is when it was really diagnosed as migraine syndrome um, with presenting with an aura, which is where the sparkly lights, um, you know, letting you know that you're going to be in a heck of a lot of pain in a few <sighs> minutes. And, um, at least it lets you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's a here's a warning. Mm. Um, and so for a while it was managed with you know emergency medication. Um, we tried some you know daily stuff that didn't work so well. So for a long time it was like okay every two or three months I'll get a migraine and that seemed like such a burden. But in 2016 um, I was up to um, a bottle of Advil a month. Um, I just, I was in chronic pain and it got to the point where I actually had to go into the hospital for like four days to do a treatment from back in the fifties where they basically do this infusion drip to clear out like all the medication you've been taking and mm. re- kind of reset you mm-hmm. um, so that you stop having rebound headaches. Cause I'd gotten into this, like take Motrin, have a rebound headache, take Motrin, have a, and until you're just in chronic pain. Um, what's a just real quick what's a rebound headache? so rebound headache is when you are in pain you have a headache you take a medication it makes the headache go away but then once the the pain medication wears off it pops right back then mm-hmm. um, because of the medication hmm. um, right you're no longer getting a headache for whatever reason right you originally got the headache now you're getting it because of the medication right and it usually happens because of medication overuse mm. and so mm. um and mm. as soon as i was telling them oh yeah i went through a bottle of motrin in a month they're like okay <laughs> right. that's in when they look month. down and write at the cl- yeah. right on the clipboard <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. well and we talk a lot here about where the hurts go and I don't really know where yours go, but like in that moment, did you feel guilty at all? Like, oh, or embarrassed? Oh, I've taken too much medication. I've made this worse. A little bit, maybe. Or are you just like, I was trying to live. That mostly. Yeah. Right. So a little bit like, oh, maybe I should have known better, but mostly it was, I'm just trying to live my life and be a mom and do my work. Right. Um, cause it's, that, a, it's just survival. Yeah. Cause at that point I was working part-time for Chick-fil-A and, um, just, you know, I, it was really hard to get a shift covered. And so I just, I, I needed to, and I was homeschooling the kids. And so <laughs> Good like, night. I forgot I about all survive. that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, um, so we, we did the hospital thing. I got on some maintenance medication. I gosh, I tried acupuncture, um, 
I finally got to the point where it was like, okay, we're doing pretty good. We're doing, you know, I, I would, I would spike every now and then, but you know, it's, it's pretty much back to the point where I'm in chronic pain again. Um, I can get down to, okay, we do the scale of one to 10. Um, which, which has to be the most relative thing in the world. <laughs> oh, it is. And, and I have mm-hmm. to remind myself of that, that, you know, somebody else's five is not going to be my five. Cause I wonder sometimes I'm like, what would you think about like is my five really a five right and and i wonder and 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 i have to stop doing that like is my five really that bad like would my five really be somebody else's five and after my it doesn't matter my five is a five right, right. it's a five and to you. yeah yeah and it's bad like uh, five is a five and i i go to work and it's fine um, I wake up and I've bitten my cheek and I'm like a 10. <laughs> I'm on a scale. Well, and I do think all things, even within that, are like, because I've thought yeah. about that for years. Like, my knees growing up in high school were bad. Like, I'd always get slotted or stuff like that. Now my shoulders are bad. Well, like, when you say you're at a five, it would probably, I mean, it would kill us. Mm-hmm. You know, but, or like with my asthma, like when I used to have really bad asthma and it was worse. And it's like, I think if somebody else had my lungs for a day, they would be like, Right. How do you even live? Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, today's a good day. I'm fine. You're know, like, we right. all have our things. Mm-hmm. Yours is obviously drastic mm-hmm. and to the nth degree. But so for you, a five isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's- Would put down a horse. <laughs> yeah. A horse not used to migraines, I should right. ask. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's why they put yeah. the blinders so they don't have the RS. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about blinders? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So we have a great, um, I I don't know. We we have a great in the house. Bri picks up so much slack. Um, mm. We were talking the other day about how we don't have like roles. Like this is my job. This is your job. Mm-hmm. I do this task. You do. It's like we do what needs to be done. And if one person is feeling down, if the other person is feeling down, like like he was really doing dinners for a while there, and then he ran out of ideas. And well, that's okay. I'll pick up the cookbook, and I guess I got the carnivore cookbook for Christmas. Nice. So I finally busted it out this week, and I planned some dinners. It's page one, meat. <laughs> <laughs> page two, meat wrapped in meat. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a it's, beautiful example of mutual giving. Yes, yes, yeah, it is. So and man, over the last month and a half, two months, he has just towed the line so much, like a hundred percent. Um, because I had COVID in January and that head pain was mm. not even a month. It was different than a month. Like you get used to your own pain. Right. And then you get something that's different and it's like. You'd think it'd be a nice break. Yeah. No. no. You would be wrong. Yeah. And you so. went from COVID. <laughs> yeah. To more migraine. So, yeah. So. Um, what, what do you do to balance Obviously, I pick up a lot of the slack. Yeah. But where do your emotions go when you know that you can't be functioning like you feel like you should be in the greater context of all the plates that you're juggling? Do you get, do you feel guilty? Do you feel angry? Do you feel self condemnation? Fear? I've, I've let go a lot of the self condemnation. I used to have a lot of self condemnation. And I think this might feed into some of the things we're going to talk about soon, but. Okay. Um, um, there's definitely anger, um, not at any person, but at migraine in general. Sure, sure. Um, 
there's anger at the treatments that are supposed to work that don't work mm-hmm. you know at the people are like oh try this it's been my miracle and i'm like i tried it for five months and it did nothing for me <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah you know there's because that would be like why not me yeah yeah, why yeah. Not me? Mm-hmm. um there's what was the other one you said well, there's anger fear 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 that yeah the fear that it's going to come back sure you know like a like couple, you wake up in the morning yeah. and you got to be like all right yeah. Five, seven, mm-hmm. ten. Well, yeah, because there's that first couple, like that really groggy moment when you first wake up where you can't feel anything. And it's like, is it there? Are you there? Is it there? And then, oh, yeah. But also, do you fear hmm. that you won't be able to fulfill the things that you're, you know, I mean, life rolls on. Right. And like, this isn't a two week thing where you're like, oh, crap, I'm behind for two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, You know, and again, yeah. I think we'll talk about elements of that, but. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's, well, oh, and something that I I actually thought about a couple days ago, and um, I had meant to bring it up to you, and I think this is just a much better place because I hope that somebody else can hear this. Um, I feel like it has, I know that we talk about how it's robbed me of certain experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Mm. But I think about how it's robbed me of, like, like Amy was talking about how, um, Amy Hammond. Amy Eric Hammond. Sorry. That's yeah. Okay. Um, you know, like, like she'll talk about, oh yeah, Eric planned this date for us or Rachel. Right. We'll talk about, oh he, yeah, he planned. But like you put so much into caring for me when I am sick that there's like not much left. Like, and, and there's my, I'm so unpredictable about when I'm going to be sick mm-hmm. that I feel like we don't have that ability. Luxury to plan. To do that. Yeah. To plan fun. Like, like, like we can more do it like short term. Like, Hey, I'm on an upswing tomorrow night. Let's go out mm-hmm. and do this. But last month I, we had tickets to a concert right. and uh, the day of you're just like, I can't do it. I couldn't. I, I mean, I was ready. Like I had gotten my shower and I had done my makeup and like you played the guitar solo for me, like on Spotify and you made me look at the, the video and say, it's going to be this times a thousand. Yeah. Are you sure? And I yeah. was like, not trying to talk her out of it because I really <laughs> no, wanted her to go. No. He really did, yeah. And 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 I was so grateful for that because I really I wanted to go, but I did not want to go. Well, right. at the same time, what kind of broke my heart in that? Not yes, the fact that you couldn't go and really wanted to, but that you were putting so much pressure on yourself to be willing to go, even though you n- knew it would basically destroy you. Because right. that's what you said to me. Yeah, you're like. I don't want to disappoint you or, you know, whatever you said to me. And I knew I was you like, were so excited about it, about was, me going. Yeah. And, but I knew, yeah, I knew I'd be wrecked the next day and maybe more. And I still was like, even though I didn't go, we went out to dinner and I was still mm-hmm. wrecked the next day yeah. just because of how the migraine was. Right. And, uh, it's a, it's a vicious beast and, and, I, and I'm on a cycle breaker right now. Like I'm on something that has always worked for me and, I've been on it for two weeks and by the middle of the two weeks, like I was doing great, really, really great last weekend. And now I'm, it's starting to creep back up again mm. and it, it shouldn't be like, I should be the I best. I don't know how, I mean, I don't, I really don't know how you're sane. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't, and I'm not, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle Cause this. Cause I'm a big why guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't mind what something. I mean, I mind what something is as long mm-hmm. as I know why it is. Yeah. And that's, you know, Brian, you make fun of me all the time. Like, if I found out I was going to die tomorrow from an asteroid landing on my head, I'd be like, sweet. But it's like, why does that pain hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, like, if right. I don't know why it is. Right. Yeah. Well, well I mean, come on. And and recently, you've said a couple things that have really devastated me. Number one was like, I just want to, I just want them to put me in a coma for three weeks and detox me. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you said that you've been saying is you're just so broken. You're mm-hmm. so just crushed, like mm-hmm. as a human being. I, I feel I feel like a broken person. Like I feel like my brain doesn't even really work that well anymore. And that's what mm-hmm. I think is, is the untold story that you're telling because anybody that knows you okay lex struggles with you know if they really know you they Mm -hmm. know you get migraines and their heart is broken the words i'm a broken person nobody sees that right Mm -hmm. nobody sees that and that kind of leads into uh, i was very recently diagnosed with adhd Mm. and this is a world that that's for kids lex i know (laughs) (laughs) and you're gifted Straight A students don't get ADHD. Yeah. Hmm. It's a whole world that I never, ever explored. And diving deeper into it, it is a fascinating world. Um, and it explains so much about my internal, my internal world, um, my, my mental landscape. And it explains a lot about my, um, Whatever that is. The that emotional I, needs. Oh, your emotional needs. Yes. Yes, your Sorry. relational needs. Um, <laughs> Speaking brain. <laughs> Talking about broken brains. Hey, I don't think anybody here is judging. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, emotional on, needs. With it. <laughs> um, so, so the way they decide is they, they look at all of these different behaviors that you have. And especially in women and girls, it's not the hyperactive. It's more the internal spacing out. Um, not able to focus on certain things or hyper-focusing on certain things. But the really important thing is to look back to when you're a child and did these behaviors manifest before you turned 12 years old. And so it's especially hard to diagnose in adults because by the time you are an adult, you have learned how to mask and you have learned how to cope. And so now that I'm an adult, with this ADHD and with these migraines, I'm effectively double masking. Um, mm. I'm, I'm hiding the ADHD symptoms that I have and I'm hiding the migraine pain that I have. And so like we did these um, evaluations. I found an adult ADHD program that I'm working to get scheduled into. But Brian and I had to fill out evaluations because I had to fill out one and then somebody close to me had to fill out one. About you. About me. Yeah. He had to fill one out right. about me and I had to fill out one. And it was amazing to see the difference in the scores. Hmm. Um, my scores were very much, oh, yeah, <laughs> you've got it. Mm-hmm. And his were very much, no, there's no problem here And so that's all. evidence of the mask or just... <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was definitely afraid to answer honestly. No, I'm I'm <laughs> gonna say that's evidence of the mask because you know you look at me and it's like no, she's got her stuff. She's got together. it all going well, on together, right? Yeah. One of the things she said to me or when we started talking about this early on that just completely blew me away because you guys know her very well. She's she's sharp. Um, you know, we'll play games together and like she's just you know she's she's on it. 
but she said to me she feels like she's always and has has been for most of her life it's a constant struggle to keep up and she's always feeling like she's three steps behind everybody else and i'm like Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. like it just didn't compute because you seem to be so sharp. Right. I've never said, you know, Lex, a little slow. <laughs> yeah. A little slow. But, you know, once you get your thoughts together, she, she's got a good answer. Nobody right. says that about Lex. Right. Yeah. And so you're saying that's sort of the mask. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always. And it, it was. I thought that it was it was something that moving every couple of years actually helped me with because mm. it taught me how to um, be Re- a chameleon, how to reintroduce yourself. Yeah, well, but to, or but, and to fit in yeah. to hide more in the easily. Yeah, 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 and, and not oh, reveal okay. too much. Right, and and also to 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 fit in. Okay, well, how do they do this? Okay, I don't know what that means. Okay, I can I can I can do that. I can match them. I can mimic this. Okay, and then I can fit in. And oh, new group of friends. It like it like taught me. I feel like if I had been with the same group of friends the whole then the whole my whole adolescence, then when I'd gone off to college, that would have been hard. That would have been scary because I would have known how to fit in. Well, so I got a whole lot of practice growing up. What I think is interesting is you talk about moving and how that helped you. And if you would have stayed in one place, you wonder if that would have like further, you know, you wouldn't have been able to hide mm-hmm. and it would have, you would have lost friendships. Mm-hmm. You would have lo- been put into a different social group that you would have been a far different. Yeah. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, more damaged individual socially through that. Right. And so in a way that God orchestrated it so that, okay, now on the other hand, you learned how to mask and now here you are going, oh, this mask, bad yeah. thing, huh? huh? I didn't know that, you know. But that's interesting that it might have been much worse had you stayed in one place. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, but with the, with this, um, emotional needs, we were talking about how, um, before the podcast, like, oh, I don't really see that. Like, that's not, that's, that's not what we see. It doesn't match. And that's because of those masks. I've, I've learned to, to put up things to, to fit in, you know, so that people will see what I want to see. And now, um, and, and, it, and it's helped me. It's helped me. Like, it's, it's a good skill to have, like, professionally. You know, we talk, mm-hmm. we joke about my phone voice mm-hmm. and my customer service voice. And, you know, that's how I made it through Chick-fil-A. You know, I could be great at customer service because I know how to put on, I know how to act. Um, and, but now, but it's exhausting. I was going to say, but do you like that? No. Yeah. It's exhausting. And, yeah. and the cause of ADHD is lower levels of dopamine than everybody else. It's an actual chemical deficiency. Mm-hmm. And so the body is constantly trying to, um, get more dopamine. Mm-hmm. And so the, the attention, like, like having to fidget or having to look at a um, like a little video game. Like if I'm on a meeting at work and it's not two or three people, if it's like a big conference call, like a town hall or something like that, if I'm not on camera, oh. I'm gonna have some sort of mindless little video game yeah. right here. I can listen. I focus better and so listen better yeah. if I'm wa- if I'm doing something that's right. mindless right here because my dopamine's getting attended to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting. And so it's been good in a way to get this diagnosis, to be like, oh, here's the why. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is reassuring. This is comforting. But at the same time, it's also very lonely because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm not like everybody else. There are my people out there that are the same as me, which is comforting. But 
it is now like hard to explain this to other people at well, the same time. Talk and meanwhile, like if, I'm like, I completely understand if, this. But <laughs> if, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about what we talked about earlier today because it was a pretty, um, pretty raw conversation. Yeah. Well, when you, when you handed me the evaluation, you know, you you kind of mentioned like, oh, well, it, it almost seemed like it almost seemed a little dismissive because it. You know, it was like, well, I could see this in me and I could see this in me. And it was me talking about me. Right. 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 And, you know, well, what if I have ADHD? And it almost seemed like. <sighs> Instead of joining you in it, it was taking it from you. That like but, saying me too. Yeah. Well, but but almost like. Not, Almost like wanting to debunk it, like, right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I don't know if I really oh, every, believe everybody all has this. Stuff like yeah, this. Every, yeah, this could apply to anybody. Because that's initially what I when we first yeah. started of the conversation. I'm really right. trying to get my mind yeah. around all this because it's new. Sure, but initially it was like I even said to her, I was like, "Are you sure this is like not something that Big Pharma made up so they could sell mm -hmm. you?" It was a bad moment. It, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> not, joined not up because I remember you felt real yeah. bad. But yeah. the, yeah. but the Which point never happens. But the point I want to make <laughs> is is you said. You felt alone in your own home, and we've talked. We've yeah. had podcasts about that before, specifically right. about feeling alone in your own home. Yeah, and so um, I just want to accentuate the fact yeah. that you know th it, there's a lot of people that feel alone in their own mm -hmm. home, um, and and that would be you. Yeah, and and I did, but um, but then we had a really a really good talk about it, and um, did you punch me in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. She ended up crying on my shoulder. I did. Yeah, I did. Which was good. So it was yeah. good. Do you experience imposter syndrome at all? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, define. Yeah. define yeah. Some call it Eric Hammond syndrome. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not good enough to have imposter syndrome. Right. That's one of your best lines ever. <laughs> imposter syndrome is when you are, say, promoted or given a, a role and thinking, "Oh my gosh, what what do these people? How do they think I can handle this? Or mm -hmm. I'm not good enough for but this." But not have to be given, like as a father. Yeah. Like. I'm a father. Right. Get out of here. Right. I'm like, all right, I'll just pretend to be a father. Exactly. And see, nobody, like, nobody will figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good enough to do this. Why? Who, who put me I think in every, charge? Every parent, yeah. when they're child, when you leave the hospital, that's imposter mm -hmm. syndrome. Yeah. And you go, you're letting me leave <laughs> here? I'm yeah. taking this thing yeah. out of here. <laughs> you? You want to make sure I put me? this in the car seat correctly <laughs> a yeah. third time? <laughs> It's but, true. Yeah. But I remember um, several of my promotions in Chick-fil-A, I would come back and I would tell Brad, I was like, can you believe what they're, what they're promoting me to, what they're having me do? And he's like, Lex, you're an adult. You're working with teenagers. They're going to put you in charge. <laughs> like, Valid. He's like, <laughs> I don't know if you joined her in emotion, yeah. but well, no, it was some... it was very much like encouraging, it like was logically joining her. He, he was. It wasn't he was wrong. Like, it's like you're you're a grown up. Like like you've earned this. You're yes. I want to go backwards a half step, and I've been pausing and pondering. And what I want to ask is, you know, your mask, for lack of a better term, is there to protect you mm -hmm. because you don't want anybody to know. Hey, I'm pretty messed up on the inside. Mm -hmm. And because if that if they know that, then you'd end up feeling alone. But now the mask renders you even more alone. Does mm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. that, because now yeah. they don't really know me. They like me because then yeah. it, right. it, it discounts or disqualifies all the great things they say about you. Because then you're able to say, yeah, but if you really knew. Right. Which brings 
back that self-condemnation mm-hmm. because it's, well, yeah, of course you think that. You're just looking at my mask. Right. And so it's like it's your own rebound mm. aloneness instead of a rebound headache. Right. That I'm putting this up to protect me, but it actually makes me feel even worse. Right. And not to say that you're terrible. I mean, it's you're just, again, uh, you're just yeah. surviving in that. But point. is that an accurate way to look at yeah, it? Yeah, that is. And it's, it's really interesting because we're talking about the mask and how exhausting it is to keep it up. Um, you know, we used to use, and still we do sometimes, the whole spoon theory. I've only got so many spoons um, to get through the week, like of energy, you know, like like uh, people who have chronic pain or um, energy issues will say, okay, I've got 10 spoons to get through the day. It's going to take me one spoon to take a shower. Okay, that spoon's used up. It's going to take me two spoons to go to the grocery store. Okay, and however many activities you use your spoons, once you're done with spoons, you're done for the day. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I might still have a paper to write and a kid to put to bed. You have only but... so many stitches in your mask. Right. So, hmm. um, you know, we used to, you know, and Bri would be like, hey, you know, the Hammonds were talking about coming over on Saturday. Um, is that okay? I, I know you've had a long week. And I'd be like, well, you know what? They don't count. Like, like they don't use my spoons, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because they were so <laughs> spoon <laughs> exempt. We use forks. Spoon exempt. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, but by the, by that point, we had become so close that mm-hmm. I didn't need the mask with you guys mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, and now you guys and the Davidsons are also at that point. And so, <laughs> <laughs> don't, mask, mask don't free tell way to be. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I think like, like now that you guys are all so close and I don't need my mask with you guys, like, you yes. You got more stitches for other masks. Right. That's right. So, so yes, I think that is absolutely, and that is a great way to look at Rebound that. Rebound aloneness. And it's, it's very good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with people that I can put my mask down and be real and authentic with. It's truly not alone in those moments. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Rachel loves to spoon with Eric, but that's another whole thing. I don't think it's an analogy. I don't know. It's a different kind of spoon, too. And, and he's actually the only person. That's kind of weird. Well, that and Lauren Boothby, but that's another story for another time. When your spoon analogy also, to lighten the podcast for half a second, Paulette uh, sits at the table very often with us, and she is a little more raw of an individual. And when you were talking about, I only have so many spoons, I think Paulette at least once a month po- posts how many Fs. Oh. She has yes. left to give. Yeah. And sorry, I got no more Fs for yeah. you. You know, and I was like, spoon. I totally get the spoon it's analogy the now. It's the PG version. Yeah, yes. exactly. And so I feel you, Paulette. And so, what do you? Where do you go? Is it a daily battle? Is it a monthly battle? Or is it a minutely battle? Like, you know, do you, are you just present and you're like, hey, right now I'm okay? Or like, does it does it rob you from looking forward? Hmm. It depends on the pain level at the moment. Um, or are we still talking ADHD? Either. Either. Both. Pain level. Well, I think ADHD you probably have some hope for. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the the, yeah. the headaches, you're like, still like coma thing's pretty sweet. Yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. know like and to, half to the people listening that, are like, yeah. that would be nice. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and to explain that, that's because I'm on so many, I'm on several maintenance meds right now. And. No, you're on several demon talons <laughs> in your brain. <laughs> So I'm calling on, that. Honest to God. <laughs> so uh, that's that's why I talk about going into like a medically induced coma to detox room yeah. so I could just start fresh because right. I feel like they're really not doing much anymore. Well, and um, they're so powerful. Like you can't, you have right. to take a year to wean there, off of there's them. There's one of them. I think Jeez. one of them I could, but one of them I do, you you have to like, de- you have to like 
You can't yeah. just cut it off. But, right. but, right. but even, off even of if it. you wean off it, like the second you alter your medication, yeah. your brain goes haywire. Yeah. So it's like, eh, I'd kind of rather not even just right. wean off them because it's more painful to do that. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. But back it. to back to your thing, it, it really varies on the pain level. Sure. So if I'm if I'm below a five, if I'm a four or lower, then, yeah, I will I will think a week or two ahead at a time I'll you know I'll think about other things you know if I'm creeping up into the five or six then let's talk about days if I'm into the seven or higher seven is when the screaming in my head starts and um and that that's where it starts to go hour by hour or minute by minute so sheesh well I am the king of transitions and this has none I would (laughs) like to know and I think people who are here you know what is your what are your favorite things and I want I would love to know two examples on a altruistic way, you know, like oh, a great conversation with, with Abby or something like that, you know, or like cherry popsicles or, you know, like whatever, <laughs> like just a, a rain of the, these are like, what are your favorite things in life? Mm, gosh. And don't say sugar because you and I haven't even talked about that, but you're banned. <laughs> Lex has been, Hey, we've got Lex has been a great carnivore and has, well, has been. I don't know about lately. Gosh, not so much. No, I mean, no, not the, the last week. I've sugar oh, has okay. been my. <laughs> you know what's funny? Very few things make me angry, but it's like every, you guys have to understand. Every time the girl has sugar, you get a headache. I know. No, the headache has been. I mean, so I frustrating. Well, wait, but it's like, ask you this. screw it. If I'm gonna hurt, That's I what might I was as well gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that if you're like, I already have, I'm already in an eight, I can yeah. take 8.5 and I'll have a cookie. That's right. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Don't have the cookie though. <laughs> Favorite things. Favorite things. That was a great moment. Okay. Altru- <laughs> Altruistic um, snuggles with Abby. Mm. Gosh, that kid. She'll just come up to me and just be like, mommy, I just, have I given you a hug today? I uh. just love you so much. <laughs> And she doesn't even try to like. No, ask she doesn't for want anything. Right, yeah, no, she just wants to snuggle. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't think anybody's ever said that to me. <laughs> now, Ethan, on the other Rachel, hand, oh. what do you want? Yeah. Oh, oh, but you know, you know what I do love? I I love the relationship so much that I have with Ethan. Yeah. Because he, it's such a, and it's funny because we'll talk about how similar it is to my relationship with my brother. Mm. And for a couple years there, we had to be very careful. To make sure that wasn't I, too playful. Exactly, I kept yeah. my authority over him, right. right? Because it it did kind of like like it got a little foggy there, where it was like, no, I need to maintain my mama status, and it's not right. just too young, playful. Young, bu- young buck, yeah. trying to feel his way. Yeah, because he he would start to disrespect me if I <laughs> yeah. So it's the lines are very good now, um, but he is he is extremely. We have a great relationship. Well, and he's such a dynamic young man, and coming into his own in his own right. I mean, freshman oh, yeah. in high school, yep. and not like he got it all figured out yet. But man, he's figuring it out. Yeah. And so it's like a it's a gently changing and maturing relationship. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. the way I see it from mm-hmm. the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's accurate. He's he's matured fantastically. Um, gosh, but also. I love I love watching a great movie with you. Um, just it's it's why did yes. you point to yeah. Jay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love sitting on the couch. Kids are in bed or uh, kids away. are in bed is always a great yeah. movie. Oh, it's the best. 
hasn't happened in a while because nah, it's over forever to go to bed it's over um they only get older. but when wow. when we find a great movie and we can sit there and we can watch just having good time together especially if we've like gone out to dinner or something like that just i love to have great quality time with you um and a movie that we can talk about afterwards that just like was fantastic and i'm trying to remember a great one that we've seen recently and kill bill we I do love kill bill <laughs> we were just talking about our favorite movies recently and that that's my favorite non-family friendly movie <laughs> so and anything trivial you did like, you love you love to read oh yeah that's yeah, not that's so trivial, not trivial but trivial. gosh um <laughs> i do love our chickens I don't like taking care of them, but I like looking at them. <laughs> That's <laughs> usually how it goes. But Brian's right passionate yeah. about caring for oh, them. He I does. mean, he, He's he a great loves dad. those chickens. <laughs> he <laughs> loves them. I like to keep them alive. I and like I, to eat their well, eggs. I'm sure they do, too. <laughs> do you love to keep them alive, or you love that they're not dead? I like that they're not dead. Because yeah. <laughs> that would devastate Abby. Because <laughs> that would do. I'm passionate about them not being dead. Yes. <laughs> With most of my loved ones. Really. <laughs> That's where I. That's where I work from. I'm glad you're not dead. Well, Lex, it has been so good to have you on, and I Powerful. definitely want to have you on again because, like, and I want to talk about the whole ADHD thing because I have questions, like, you know, off off mm-hmm. mic. But um, such a good episode, and really appreciate it. But that is episode one forty seven. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. We will see you next week. Say bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. I like her. I love her. I want some more of her. I think you know somebody. Cycle of hope and disappointment. Demon talons (laughs) in your brain. (laughs)